0: Look at this. Look at this. Look at us. Our countdown clock, which currently is at 2 hours, 23 minutes, and 56 seconds, and it's being held up right now by the boss lady, Casey Vineyard, uh, is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. How are we going to do that? 12th in Alameda, 120 12th Avenue Northeast, 405-325-5185. I like that. That number's not right? Mark... Oh, no. Oh, you Photo. You know what's great? If you want to you know complain on
1: social media.
0: Casey K- uh, K- 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 knew it. She literally looked at you like, no, that number's not right. <laughs> she knew.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. That means that we've been going through a lot of scripts. But you know that. what is right? What's that? Chick-fil-A over off 12th and Alameda is awesome. Fantastic.
0: They move you through very quickly. Boom, boom, boom. They get you through the line. Look at you bringing it back to the sponsor. See, I was always worried. Now, I was a big a uh, payola guy. You could buy me off. And that's my ultimate goal. I want to sell out. Plank, what are you doing? I'm, I'm sell out. I want to make money and not work. But I kind of thought I was getting real envious of TJ every morning because I felt like like usually at a radio station, you take care of everybody. It's like, yeah, you bring by? No. No, not here. <laughs> no. It's TJ Perry's world. And so when he was getting all the milkshakes and everything delivered, I was a little bit envious and I'm like, dude, he's got me beating Payola. But then they had a sponsor tied to it, so you're like, oh, okay, well,
1: all right. You're
0: actually making money for the station. Speaking of making money for the station, we want to remind you of all the great things going on around the Sooner Weekend kickoff, including tomorrow, tomorrow, we will have the Crosstown Clash, Norman and Norman North. Now, are you guys doing the thing where you all split it? One half for you and one
1: half for Tyler. Tyler's not doing it anymore. Correct. Yeah, it'll be uh, Andrew Himes, Connor Pasby, half number one. Mm. And then it'll be myself and Peyton Brown in the uh, the second half for you.
0: I don't think Andrew Himes likes me. Have we had this conversation before? Well, I'm a big fan. Why
1: why do you feel that way?
0: Because one time I texted Tyler and I was like, hey, you keep saying Tigers and I don't know who you're talking about because they were playing B.A. Just, you know, look. Little broadcaster help there. Been a few places, done a few things. Andrew said on the air, "I just want to make this clear that uh, when I say tigers, I'm referring to Norman because I figured most of you would realize this is the Norman broadcast." And I was like,
1: "Ooh, that hurts. That stings a little bit." Mm. He showed you. Sh- He's full, such a nice guy. Full man. rain, baby. I bet he doesn't even remember. So we'll have that at seven thirty. Is that what?
0: Or is it earlier?
1: Yeah, we will have pre games. Coverage starting at six thirty with mm-hmm. the uh, seven
0: thirty kick. That's right, and then uh, we'll be back way early on Saturday morning. And thanks to my new weekend schedule, I will be there with you, starting at seven a.m. Our the- pregame coverage four hours before kick. <laughs> Crowd goes wild. Right, seven a.m. Uh, let's see. Oh, they only have to Oh, to- oh, never mind. It's like, wait, hold on. Maybe I, I do get to. Nope. Toby and Ted will be with you live from Balfour of Norman. That's from 7 to 8 a.m. Then the Steelman jumps in. Josh, wait, Tyler and I will be live from Boyd Street Ventures, which as I'm to understand, we'll be having some 618 conversations while Tyler and Travis Davidson have you covered with the O'Connell's postgame show. And nothing says sooner Football like post game at O'Connell's. Reminder: If you're one of the many that are listening outside of the Oklahoma proper and any of our terrestrial radio signals, download the app. Listen all day. Well, I'm, I will say this much: It's always fun whenever we get done before Travis and Tyler jump off the air. But I would, I would hope the way things go tomorrow, Saturday, it's all good. Now, uh, do you want, you want my my little theory here? On Jackson Arnold and his use now? Sure. Real quick before the top five stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just real quick. I don't think it's just going to be in mop-up duty. I don't think it's just going to be a special package. Where you look out, it's like, oh, oh, here comes the bell dozer. Here comes the, uh, I don't know, is Arnold's hamburger still open in... Tulsa, here comes the Arnolds Burger. I mean, I think I think they'll put him in some situations where he's gaining experience when it's not, you know, a four score game or when it's not just, you know, some sort of special package. I I think we're gonna see him. I don't want to get carried away and say, see him a lot. I mean, Dylan Gabriel is a starting quarterback. But remember how they did the line? This is how I potentially theorize it. Remember how they did the line change last year? I think it started against Iowa State and happened the next week. All of a sudden you look out and it's like, whoa, okay, uh, Jane Gibson's at receiver. Um, There's a whole new line. There's new receivers. It wouldn't surprise me to see, not necessarily to that degree, but just where it's like, all right, uh, ten zip started the second quarter. Yep, Jackson Arnold's gonna take this drive here for the Sooners.
1: That would be in very interesting theory.
0: Theory, not uh, be, to be. I want to make this very clear as a statement. As someone who never goes to practice, never gets to go to practice, that was nothing based on anything that was being done. Practice, okay. <laughs> Always, all the quarterbacks do is throw deep balls. That's all they did. So that's just a hunch. A little bit of a hunch. I talked to a few, I posed it to a few people. And they were like, okay, could see that. And it's not anything that I think would be too shocking, especially early in the season, Josh, whenever you're going up against, and I think Tulsa is going to be much better than they're predicted. And I think SMU is going to be a nice challenge for the Oklahoma defense. But you should beat both those teams, right? You should. Listen, no one's going to be rooting harder for their alma mater the rest of the year than me. But I just – I know it's going to take some time. But, yeah, I, uh, I think we're going to see him. And I don't think that's an indictment on anyone. I just think that's the all right. – got to give him some time because we're going into the SEC and that's our guy. That's our guy who's going to be the starting quarterback in 2024 when we go into the SEC.
1: Well, and Brent Finable said yesterday, <laughs> Dylan Gabriel's not going to be back, which was kind of fascinating. Yeah, I know.
0: Because we all are of the assumption that he has another year. But, again, maybe Dylan has made it real clear, too, that, hey, I'm –
2: This is it. This
0: is it. Theory. Just something to keep an eye on. Maybe it's not whenever – all right, 50 to 3. Nah, here comes Jackson Arnold. I mean, Poppy Jim Gasso always likes to tell me when he takes me to original areas of town. Like, when he took me to Mexico when we got on a bus – and drove in our Mexico. I guess we were in. I don't think it was Mexico City, but he, hes like, we're gonna go downtown. He take me down. We ride the bus. He's like, you're gonna experience this when we were in LA, and we went right in the heart. He always says, you're in the in the belly of the beast. <laughs> Next year, we're gonna be in the belly of the beast, Josh,
1: of college football. That's
0: right. Not of Mexico City or Los, Los Angeles. Angeles.
1: Definitely not Los Angeles. I tied those together somehow. All
0: right, so let's – you guys talk amongst yourselves on that. Now, I don't want you to take it as, you know, me thinking that by any stretch of the imagination that <laughs> – Well, oh, I just looked at Scary Gary. Scary Gary, your text is the first thing that that popped up. <laughs> is Dylan Gabriel afraid of the SEC? No, I, I think he's been in college for six years. I think you reach a point where you're like, I can't do this anymore. And this well, he is wants to play pro. But, yeah, I am um, – I like that. Arnold's, by the way, confirmed. Arnold's is open. Still in Tulsa staple. It's just off of Southwest Boulevard now. Speaking of which, just a heads up. For those of you that are traveling from Norman to Tulsa for the game, and and 918ers that have to travel this way, I don't know how you do it. It's almost as if all of the road construction people said, Let's see how we can absolutely bleep up trying to get into downtown Tulsa from the turnpike. How can we screw this up the most? Get it down to one lane. Ready? Break. Break. All right. Tear down the whole overpass. Break. All right. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Hustle through and brought to you by Newcastle Casino.
1: It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go,
0: man. Newcastle Casino off I-44, exit 107. Online at newcastlecasino.com. Big story number five. Number five. We had a no-no into the ninth last night. While you people were sleeping, there were big-time defensive plays like there always are. In the Giants Reds game, as Austin Slater saves the day. Wait for it. Wait for it. Austin, did you happen to catch any of this last night? No, none. Nah, man. This is this is a computer problem right now. S- it's just like looking at me. It's like, Such?
2: What's up, dude? Two two pitch, swing, and there's a pop fly shallow left center. Slater racing, diving. He makes the catch. What a play by Austin Slater! a headlong dive is a little slow in getting up and hopefully he's okay but he has saved the no hitter
0: for now to the top of the ninth two outs two outs and the one pitch there's a drive in the right center field on the run Matos back into his right and it's over his
2: head it will roll into the sixth archway and that's the first hit coming around to score is senzel and it is six to 6-1, and that takes away the no-hitter for Alex
0: Kahn. 6-1 was the final.
1: Gosh, what a buzzkill. Two outs in the ninth. I was so excited. I was like, hey, I got a story to talk about in the top five stories today from baseball. Well, you still had one, but it wasn't the one that we were rooting for.
0: <laughs> Big story number four.
1: Oh, wait for it.
0: Number four. Oh! We are a well-oiled machine today,
1: Josh.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's poor execution. So. I am trying to understand this story out of Chicago that T.J. Perry was talking about this morning. Perhaps you heard of the scary incident, the White Sox game on Saturday night, whenever they they halted the game because a gunshot was heard. Now, they they went Vince McMahon... And they viewed that there was no no threat, so the show must go on. Which, indeed, if you need any reference for that, uh, Owen Hart fell to his death during a WWF-E event. And Vince McMahon was like, show must go on! Must go on! Meanwhile, Owen Hart's like dead in the ring. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so the White Sox decided not to stop the game, and thankfully they did. Because have you heard the story behind the gunshot? Apparently, a lady accidentally discharged a small firearm that she had snuck through security. Oh
1: my goodness! By
0: hiding it. Oh no! In her fat folds. You tell me, man. Was she? I, I guess
1: I don't. What I? Oh, such relief with where that story is. <laughs> oh ended. yeah.
0: Well, from from one perspective, you're like, where is this going? And then you realize you had to be very frightened but the two the two victims were actually the person that had the gun and I believe her mom now I guess from my perspective I don't
1: I don't understand the reason why how did they get it in that's right they snuck it in her belly fat well I got it but I mean the metal detectors don't work or what's
0: going on it's a great question I, and I guess even in that, There's a part of me that's like, well, there's no way that it could have been accidental. I mean, how large is this person? It's like, oh, I forgot I had that there under Bella 3. My bad. I mean, come on. I will say I cannot safely fit any handgun in any of my fat folds, so I'm not quite there yet. Officials have said little about where the bullets came from, or if someone brought a gun into the stadium uh, at first... But on Monday, investigators ruled out that the shots had come from outside the park. And then, boom, they had the confession.
1: And so this woman wasn't injured. That's right. And yet it was trapped inside the fat folds. That's right. Boy, this is, uh, this is not adding up.
0: By the according to a report by Chicago-based outlet Sports Mockery. <laughs> so this could all be fake and everyone's falling for it uh two sources close to the investigation said the gun was brought into the stadium hidden in the rolls of a woman's belly fat yeah i this is everywhere if this is fake it's going to be my favorite story in the history of ever ever all right big story number 3 number 3 you know what now i'm rooting for it to be fake big story number 3 um nfl cuts the the, the patriots are down to one quarterback one because they cut Bailey Zappi and Malik Cunningham. I remember guys like Colt McCoy are available out there. And in fact, roster claims are being granted now.
1: What an era we had with Zappi.
0: That Monday night football game. Whenever he led the Patriots right down the field to a touchdown. And Mac Jones was fired. Mac Jones was done. <laughs> He'll never get his job back. And I think the Bears went on to win like 33 to 14. <laughs> he had that one drive. <laughs> we'll always have that. It's like Jarrett Stidham for the Raiders. It's like, oh, my gosh, he is the next guy in the next week. The Chiefs are doing Ring Around the Rosie and Clown and everyone. <laughs> right. Um, I'm trying to see. Let's see. Kellen Mond is uh, re-signing with the Browns. That's the only thing that broke. Oh, uh, we don't know yet if Joe Burrow is going to play next week.
1: What do you think? Is is he going or no? Norman
0: Grad Zach Taylor said they'll reevaluate next week. He's going to
1: play, right? He'll how much play. How
0: much practice does he need? You know, is he is he able to stay in shape? Uh, he needs zero. Philip Dorsett, who was cut by the Raiders, has been signed by the Broncos. Maybe a couple trades, but nothing—nothing nothing that would wow you right now. Nothing where you're like, "What?" Will Lutz got traded from the Saints to the Broncos as a kicker. That's about the biggest move that's been made so far. The uh, I, I did crack up at this from Jimmy Garoppolo because, of course, they're going to turn to Jimmy G whenever something happens with Trey Lance.
2: You know, excited for Trey. Just a uh, new opportunity for him. You know, things didn't work out in San Francisco for whatever reasons, but uh, glad that he gets another shot, man. This this league's all about opportunities, and you know, when you get a fresh one like that, you just got to take advantage of it.
0: I've done a 180. Now I'm all in on the Raiders this year. I think we might be okay. I don't know how this happened. I don't know where this came from. I don't know what's wrong with me.
1: Opium. It's a bad Bro, drug, dude. it hit me.
0: It hit me, and I've got to confess it this weekend. Uh, and there's been Raider. I, 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 I was so anti, but now I feel the rise from the Phoenix story, the rise from the ashes about OU and names like Marcus Manger and Justin Harrington. Now I'm like, huh? Well, all the Niners did with Jimmy G is go to the Super Bowl, and now all they've tried to do is replace him. Huh? He'll show you. And I go back and I do look at that box score from the NFC Championship game where he threw, what, what completed one pass? <laughs> they still made the Super Bowl. But I digress. Jimmy G. And Bill Belichick talked about salary cap and the, the Patriots spending. It's kind of blew my mind a little bit, but here we go. Cap
2: spending isn't really that relevant. It's cap spending. And so teams that spend a lot of cash in one year probably don't spend a lot of cash in the next year because you just can't sustain that. So we've had high years, we've had low years, but our cap spending has always been high. And that's the most competitive position you can be in. So that's really. The cash spending there's no cash cap there's a salary cap and we spend the salary cap that's what's important
0: Sooner Gundy don't you dare send that to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line did you see that the Niners didn't go to the Super Bowl because of Jimmy it was in spite of him now listen I can't have these facts Sooner Gundy thrown into my sudden resurgence of hope for the silver and black to bring that in here. All right, we got to hustle. Big story number two. Number two. College football countdown is on. A couple of notes that broke this morning, as a matter of fact, in anticipation of the LSU-Florida State game, LSU will start the season without the number one guy on their depth charted running back, John Emory. No reasons during yesterday's – oh, today's SEC teleconference – but Emory will not play in the opener on Sunday night against Florida State. He missed the past two seasons season openers because of academic issues and set out the entire 2021 season. And everyone's falling in love with Dion again. I knew this would happen on the, on the verge of the weekend. I just knew it. Suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, that's right, Dion. We got to write about him. Culture doesn't matter. I don't care about culture. I just want to win. Spoken like a true cornerback. All right, big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. All right, we've got to uh, we've got to hear from Brent Venables. We haven't really gone as in depth as I want. I get all chatty, get your calls and your text, but it is ten minutes nonstop of the best from BV's press conference. Next to pay off the countdown to Oklahoma and Arkansas State, right here on the ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show, right here on the on the ref. Yeah, I think you might charge that yeah i don't i want to get in trouble man that'd be my luck hey what'd you say you got to remember too i also got fired over an endorsement once in my life so i'm just uh there's a few nerves as far as that's concerned brent venables this is dino's question that gave maybe the clip of the presser which is what's different what's different about brent venables from last year to this year and how he's approached things in 2023.
2: Yeah I've never been one to um, lack confidence just because the preparation that you put in the work that you put in you know develops a a confidence and a clear vision for where you're going but uh, anxious and uh, you didn't have the ability to anticipate in a lot of things Uh, like again a good play caller or a good quarterback or a you know, a great blitzing linebacker, you have an anticipation of the snap count, you know, quarterback will knows that guy's not opening, but I know he's going to be open with the play caller that anticipates the max blitz in a certain situation. I didn't have this Rolodex of, of depth and experience to rely on. So just a lot of um, anxious uh, moments that, um, again, you plan for, but nothing like doing it. So maybe to a certain degree, uh, you know, there's, now there's a level of anticipation with uh, you know, what the, you know, the game day is going to be like from an organizational standpoint or uh, the Friday walkthrough, things, all of those kinds of things. And, again, some of the tough decisions that you've got to make, both um, programmatically or uh, staffing or certainly you know, with you know, game day itself. You've know, you got, again, whatever it is, 12-plus months of experience now.
0: So, in other words, he feels good about that. He's got that one-year experience as
2: a head coach. Yeah, just I'm a people person. I like to, you know, you try to get into a lot of those uh, conversations and challenge the emotion, um, the intensity, the passion of it, uh, leading people in those moments. I like to do that, and I like to look in someone's eyes. And, you know, I like to be hands-on when it comes to – Demanding intensity and focus and passion and energy, uh, having an edge, developing confidence. I think you can. You have the ability to do that when somebody's lost their mind, uh, or you know maybe they've experienced some failure, to be able to get them back where they need to be. Those are things that I really enjoy about the game and being uh, on the sideline. Uh, I like to uh, be a part of that um, with with the players in particular and the coaches, you know, for that matter. But uh, just being, you know, hands-on, you know, on the field and being able to be the guy with the marker with adjustments and things like that, you know, really like – I feel like it can create a a level of comfort for the players, you know, taking it from the practice field to to game day.
0: You can sense he's – I think it's fair to say – there was a part of him that felt there could be – he could be more involved on that defensive side in everything that he said. Oh, I mean, he so.
1: he said it point blank. Yeah. yeah, point blank yesterday. Yeah, I think I think this actually
0: might be that full quote. It could be wrong. I mean,
2: again, I've said it all along. Again, if, you, if you're trying to generalize it uh, without getting into all the weeds, but, again, just being more efficient and, uh, you know – to me, being more efficient helps you. So, if you're more efficient, say for example, you know we went for several fourth downs uh, early and didn't make them, you know, and after watching you know your lack of ability to move people at critical times, uh, you know now obviously you don't have as much confidence in those situations. So, you got becoming more efficient, avoiding maybe some of those situations, being better. Uh, on earlier downs all of those things when they use the word efficiency is what we're talking about but uh, You know, there's a thing called analytics and and sometimes it can be a really good thing when it's working in in your favor But uh, when you're not making layups uh, to um, to go by the analytics uh, You got to go back and look at it and part of it a year ago you know, we we couldn't stop anybody and so there's this cumulative effect you know in in regards to some of those you know situations where you you feel like you need to extend a drive and uh, stay on the field and, and and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't and so that uh that affects your decision making uh but so to me get better on defense which is i said x number of months ago and i've said it multiple times since you know get better on defense what does that mean it means to get better on defense all of it so I uh, feel like we've done that, and uh, but some of it I didn't have to learn. I just knew it when I was in the middle of it. You know, we're not good at X, Y, Z. We got to get better at X, Y, Z. Uh, precision, timing, physicality, execution, uh, and then again, some of the you know decisions. Uh, again, uh, when you're using timeouts, all of those things you go back and you look at all of that and. There's ways that you can do that. Obviously, you're looking at your situations and how that would affected you. Again, for example, I think there are several times in plus territory in fourth down, we, we chose to punt the ball. It's a great decision if you pin them inside the ten. If you get a touchback, and next thing you know, it turns into a net twenty-five yard punt, and then they scored ten times when you did that. So, not a good decision. Uh, but you pin them uh, inside the ten, you know they've got a you know a fifteen percent chance of scoring now. And, uh, you know, when you're playing better defense, uh, you can expect to get the ball at midfield after forcing a punt in that situation. So uh, just got to get better in in every way, both on the field and off the field.
0: Mm. Good stuff. All right, that's a lot on Brent Venables and efficiency. What about a couple of players? When we come back, let's hear him talk about Reggie Pearson and Justin Harrington. A lot of the whys behind these guys are in the position that they're in next right here on The Ref.
1: Back with you, it's the Plank Show. Brent Venables, all sorts of comments. Yesterday, we'll continue to share what the head football coach had to say from his uh, opening press conference. But first, listen up, sports bettors. This is Josh Elmer here to tell you about my favorite sports book and casino, and that's BetUS.com. Football, it's back, and that means it's time to lay down your bets I only endorse one sportsbook and casino. That's betus.com. Why, you ask? Well, that's because BetUS is celebrating its 30th year of sports betting service with a special offer this football season up to 30 risk free bets. That's right, up to 30 risk free bets. It's called bet protect. If that isn't enough, BetUS offers the industry's biggest 125% sign up bonus. That's right, you heard me. The industry's biggest 125% sign up bonus and there's even more. BetUS.com offers a massive 200% crypto sign up bonus and a 250% casino bonus. The game always gets more exciting with the bet on the line, but you can take it to another level at BetUS.com live in game betting. Don't wait. Take advantage again of their 30th year offer up to 30 risk free bets. Get Bet Protect. Get started today. Visit betus.com or give them a call one 800 my us That's one 800 to learn all about their bonuses and special offers. 1-800-MY-BET-US. My-bet-US, betus.com, Sportsbook and Casino, where the game begins. All
0: right, so yesterday, uh, in the myriad of conversations about players and uh, positions and battles, Brent Venables was asked a very simple question. You know, Why are you going to be better? You know, third and one and fourth and one, just, this team – had some struggles last year, both offensively and defensively, and I love this answer.
2: You you feel like you'll be better uh, for lots of reasons. You know we're a more physical team, I believe, at the point of attack, particularly on defense. Uh,
0: Why does this keep doing that? Hold on, three, two, one.
2: You you feel like you'll be better uh, for lots of reasons. You know we're a more physical team, I believe, at the point of attack, particularly on defense. Uh, and where we were, uh, I thought we were uh, not necessarily not physical on offense, but on defense, I did not think we were, I thought we were soft uh, in short yardage situations. I got knocked off the ball, uh, second level, didn't support like we needed support. Uh, So a lot to, uh, you know, not uh, be real happy about, but I think we're more knowledgeable as well as more physical. Our football IQs improved and Uh, so those are the, I mean, if, if those aren't, uh, those are as good of reasons as you could possibly, you know, come up with, and, um, we gotta be better at the point of attack. There's no uh, question about it, but I do feel like we've helped ourselves with the development of the guys that are on our roster and, and, you know, with some of the portal guys that we, uh, have brought on.
0: All right. Uh, let's hear about a couple of those individuals. To put a wrap on the recap of the highlights from the Brent Venables press conference, let's see here. What about Reggie Pearson? Uh, I get the sense that somebody is working on a Reggie Pearson story. Don't know why. Felt like a lot of questions asked about the Texas Tech transfer.
2: It's instincts, physicality, uh, experience, and then what you visited with him, uh, very mature, focused, driven Quiet, just about his business, so felt culturally it would uh, fit in. Never asked for any guarantees whatsoever. Uh, just wanted a fresh start. Wanted an opportunity to play in this defensive system. And uh, he had great – his dad was amazing. <laughs> he's one of those perfect dads. To get, you know, I'm not sure what he's waiting on. He, he was standing right there. I'm not sure what he's waiting on. If it was me, I already signed up. <laughs> and uh, that was kind of how that – that recruiting process went it's usually never that easy but he'd done his dad had been a big fan of uh, our defensive system for a while so that really uh that helped
0: his dad's become one of my favorite follows on twitter
2: and he's out there recruiting too
0: pearson though is an or on the depth chart josh he's an or with key lawrence pearson just looks so natural he looks very natural. I was watching him do some drill work yesterday, and it just – everything – you can tell he works hard. You can tell he's a guy that is probably going to get a targeting penalty to this year, just just to guess.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I can tell you that that probably won't hurt a bunch <laughs> of Oklahoma fans' feelings too much. Uh, in, Unless it's against
0: Texas in the closing seconds and it ends up, I don't know, playing some sort of major part of the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, if – it cost Oklahoma game they're not gonna be happy but right no I get a little physicality uh, won't hurt anybody's feelings I think a lot of people have been wanting to see that for a while
0: all right what do we know about how Justin Harrington was able to take control of this battle for the Cheetah
2: his football IQ has really improved and again a year ago at this time he's just trying to learn the plays himself so he's worked incredibly hard and as of as well as all those guys just in. Understanding not only you know what they do, but why they do it, and that's a very empowering thing as a player. Uh, you play at a different level of confidence when you understand the why behind it, and maybe what the other guys around you uh, are doing. So that's he's paying it forward. You know, he's a he's got a servant heart naturally, and so that's not a surprise. You know, to to see him as one of those older guys, if you will. Uh, you know, helping out the younger guys, you know, and trying to get them to the shortcuts. And that's what you want to build from a stability standpoint on a roster. You know, that's what it that's what it looks like.
0: What a story, man. What a story. Um, Is there anything else here? I think we're good. Oh, Gentry, I wanted to get this question on Gentry Williams, and then we'll come back and wrap the show up with your Knippelmeyer Chevrolet texts 405. Six five one three four three nine. I the texts of the show have been absolutely fantastic today. I mean, fantastic. But it's also a, a day where we have a lot of you know audio we can share and react to from coaches. All right, let me make sure I get this. Did I cue it up right? We're about to find out. Gentry Williams.
2: I don't think it's been really hard. You just do what you do. You're genuine. Uh, in those relationships, you're intentional. And about- that
0: is not it. I knew I had the wrong one here. It's the one right before it. Goodness gracious! You would not realize how much hard work I do in charting this by the way that it plays no. out on the air. <laughs> you could never know. You would. You would I, never. I, have I'm on the idea.
1: opposite end here, questioning your your methods. I got to see what's going on.
0: Well, what I do is I've got Adobe Edition and I write down the time on the. I write down the time on the. Um, why don't you just save them as separate clips? Takes too long, man. <laughs> Takes too long. This this is quicker and obviously much more efficient. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, it's effective. Well,
2: it's still, I'll be honest, it's still really ongoing. The you bat. know, I expect to play a lot of guys at, at the corner position. Uh, we got tremendous youth there, and uh, we got to get these guys grown up quickly. Uh, but Gentry, um, he's a, got tremendous work ethic, really smart. He cares. He's passionate. He's tough. He responds to tough coaching. Um, he's a great teammate. He's one to l- listen and learn, so he's re- really humble. Uh, players love him, you know, because he's about his business uh, off the field and on the field. He's a doer, not a talker. It doesn't say a whole lot, uh, but when he does speak, he he's about the right stuff. Uh, so um, it's been fun to watch uh, these guys grow up. And mean, uh, half you know, every one of them could probably tell you some tough things that they've gone through. I'm talking about all the the young guys that we're talking about, uh, whether it's injury or whether it's some failure or or the struggle to, you know, fight and compete, you know, to create opportunity for themselves. And so it's been a fun group. Jay's done a great job, and and these young men, uh, again, it's a good list. It's Dolby and Vickers and you know, Jacoby and Kenai Walker and. Uh, of course, uh, Gentry, you know, and, and Woody's done an amazing job. I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't, you know, mention the leadership that Woody uh, has poured into these guys. Uh, he's as good of a leader as we have on the team. And these guys really look up to and respect Woody. Uh, that's been a really been a, a fun group. You know, uh, Jaden Rose, another, uh, again, young one that big, long and fast. So.
0: There you don't freak out that he didn't say Josiah Wagner there don't necessarily
1: know if he's hundred percent right now
0: oh really just a guess just a guess based
1: so, on uh, I don't know a viewing you might have seen well I
0: think I think when you see a guy that has a penny on which he did during the open I like I said I couldn't figure out which one was Hicks and which one was. Smothers. Smothers, so I don't necessarily know if I'm the best
1: for guys that aren't uh, all over the depth chart. But yeah, well, Well let me ask you this. Was it number twenty three? Well, I guess you wouldn't <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> Not me a jersey, I guess. You're huh? asking
0: me a number whenever I was still trying to figure out what we just talked about last segment. No, I don't hey, listen, I don't think he's hundred percent. Um I don't think Brendan Thompson is quite a
1: hundred percent. What now, ha, what has been the issue with Brendan Thompson? I don't know. I just he had the uh, what the Tonsils taken out and that yeah. was a thing to start and then yeah. obviously he's had a real injury.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know and I still think those the the tight end group while they're working I still think there's some guys that are going through some well,
1: things. Well, Llewellyn and Helms, neither one is listed on the depth charts. I so. know,
0: I know. I think they're still going through some things, but we'll see. We'll see come Saturday. Final break, your text are next to wrap it up on the ref. <laughs> to wrap up the Kennip Chevrolet text line the best of the day. 918 tweets in, texts in excuse me, over under on Dylan Gabriel missing one deep ball and the chance for Arnold beginning
1: Oh my god, I told you he stinks
0: <laughs> uh, The 918 might, keep, might need to get JFA some time just in case Gabriel goes out like last year Well, I think it's, it's many fold They feel like he's pretty special So you don't want your first and He's, he's going to play he's, he's a point this year, he's going to play a guy writes, heat policy, scratch my head,
1: or shaking my head,
0: what happens when the woke dig their talons into sports? That's
1: right. I mean, how dare anybody try to uh, prevent heat exhaustion?
0: <laughs> Oklahoma Jones, I'm officially calling out OU fans to be loud and present throughout the game. Get rowdy, get crazy, get up for this team because the energy in the stadium truly matters. Well, if you want it to be loud and crazy throughout the game, you're probably counting on it being a little closer than anyone wants it to be, too. Because I'm pretty sure once that – and, again, I am completely against this, but once that lead gets about uh, 28-3 or 28-zip, I can see, like, Myrtle, you want to beat this Heat? Want to go home, watch the second half of the A.C.? I'm with you, Oklahoma Jones. Fight through it. Brazilian Sooner. After listening to Brent Venable's talk about three stars, I looked up our starters and per rivals. We have twelve guys on the opening day that were three stars or less. That is incredible since our roster is loaded with four stars. Kanick is the only four star in the front seven of the defense. It just shows you how coaching evaluation is so crucial. Many of these three stars will be NFL guys soon. And he added, I've been pulling. For Marcus Major since the Millwood days, stoked he is starting. Uh, and one, we got time. Oh, we got time for a couple more here. Sooner Gundy. You have to play the best players in the field and let the rest work itself out. You cannot worry people who might leave. And then Parker Thune is on deck. As I understand, Parker and I are together on Friday. Believe so. Plank. I thought uh, is that I thought we were all switching. Is that what it is? I can't. Are they counting on me? <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, yeah. I guess we should get to the bottom of that. Wait, I I just thought that I was switching with Parker and doing nine to noon with him. I didn't know I was completely swapping the shows. I was very perplexed by just getting an, a, a text on that. That'd be a little bit
1: challenging for me, but we'll see. What we so it sounds like uh, sounds like I'll see you next week after tomorrow. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Uh, I know I'm doing uh twelve to three, so Okay.
0: Uh Plank, I just thought you guys should know that the refs very own Parker Thune took B. John Robinson with a number four pick in our fantasy draft last night. It's not up to me, but I think you guys should impose an eternal or internal <laughs> eternal one day suspension without play. It might be eternal for as well. his blasphemous actions. Ooh. Parker has challenges to respond to next with a steelman on the ref. We'll be at Cavens tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. This is the Home of Sooner fans.